welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, who owns his and hers fly shop in Southern California. And Frank has a little bit of a surprise, so stay tuned. Uh, and we'll make it very much worth your while. Now, I know that we've got probably 100, 150, maybe 200,000 people listening out there. But I'd like to get somebody, you know, there are some people to respond. It's so difficult. People listen and then they forget about it. And I don't know if anybody was listening last week about this, the uh, great deal that Jim um, Kurchkinsey from Blue Sky was offering up a, a very, very high-end um, timeshare in Cabo San Lucas at the La Anyway, but I I know the place, and it is definitely a five-star. And he was going to—that place goes for $250, $300 a night. I think he was going to give away a week, maybe six, seven days, something like that, for $800, and throw in a free fishing trip. So if you have not responded to that— (laughs) <laughs> then give me a break. You're a fool. I'm not sure the dates, but it's in the middle of September. But it's, it's date specific. So if you want to find out about that, if you have not yet responded, then uh, shoot us an email and we'll get you set up because it is, uh, you know, I think uh, Frank and I both want to take advantage of it. What do you think, Frank? Uh, I agree 110%. May be an issue. Nobody called. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I haven't talked to Jim since last week, so I don't know if he's got it sold or not. Yeah. But uh, you should definitely get in touch, and um, one way or another, we'll take good care of you because we've got, we've got other stuff, too, we can do for you. By the way, if you're interested in doing any kind of travel, pretty much anywhere in the world, if you, I mean, if you want to go to Africa or Cuba or Alaska or Cabo or the mainland Mexico, uh, we can get deals for you that you won't find anywhere else because we work with people and we have sponsors and they, they give us some very special pricing. So go to fishtalkradio.com. My email address is john, J-O-H-N, at fishtalkradio.com. So please uh, get in touch. Make sure there's, you know there's somebody out there listening. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, and we're going to be back with Frank in just a minute, and we're going to see if we can uh, um, do some gator hunting. So we'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you'll want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. Gosh, I don't know if I swallowed a fly or what. So, uh, Frank, you're going to have to help me out here. No problem. But, uh, you know, let's let's mention real quick what we promised about uh, a special deal that you're interested in giving to our listeners. Oh, yes. I have two boxes of flies. There's 16 flies and one streamer. And for the first 10, it calls John email, sends an email, or sends one to me. We'll get the 17 flies. They are Matukas, Royal Coachman's, Black Nats, and Mosquitoes, and Red-Tailed brown gnat and uh, what would that what would they be the most appropriate for what type of fish uh these are strictly for panfish or bass the uh-huh. uh two streamers are strictly for bass or trout they'll catch mm-hmm. both okay uh and uh the two boxes and everything we will just ship everything's free all you have to do is send us an email okay well I mean, how could you turn down a deal like that? Is anybody out there listening? Give me a break. Um, and, you know, you know what? Uh, Frank also mentioned that even if you're not a, an avid fly angler, most of the uh, um, the flies that you use, you can use with a spinning rod, right? Yes, you can use a, a spinning rod with a bubble. You can use a light slide sinker with a swivel. 
and do quite well with streamers or dry. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. Uh, Ale coolers, yeah. Okay. But, uh, well, you know what? Why don't you give us some tips on how to use those, especially if you're not using a fly rod. And if you are using a fly rod, um, these are not dry flies, right? So you just... Are you, you, you yeah, we... Yeah, these, uh, most of them are dry, and for ponds and lakes, for fish and panfish, like bluegill, crappie, red-eared uh, red sun perch, uh, back east, they're called sun perch. Uh, I've caught a lot of big crappie on a dry mm -hmm. and, uh, fly in Kansas. They're at a little lake right away from my sister, about a mile. Right. And uh, there's a lot of stripers in there. Uh, well, they call them wipers. They're half striper and half white dam. <laughs> okay. And I've caught a ton of them right on the dam The back at the end. I've caught a ton of them almost all year round. Mm -hmm. And I use a Matuka. And uh, we have a special kind of Matuka that most people do not have. It's an olive with a black ribbon mm -hmm. around the feather. Mm -hmm. And I have caught tons of browns on it. I've caught tons of bass on them. And uh, they're just an all-around good fly for just about anything. Mm -hmm. Except salt water. If you throw it in there, you'll only be able to use it once because the hook rust. Oh, <laughs> well, can't you rinse it off? Yeah, but it's still, you know, uh, the old Eagle Claw hooks, uh, yeah. they did not like salt water at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, of course, you know, saltwater fly fishing is getting huge. Uh, yeah. don't, normally you don't use quite the same thing. But, uh, you know, and especially, you know, a lot of people are fishing uh, inshore, uh, just flowing, throwing flies out to, from the shore itself and, and catching uh um, Barber, yeah, yeah, croaker, mm -hmm. uh, big halibut. Sierra? Actually, really? in, actually, in Newport and Huntington Beach, we've taken over thirty-three line class records on halibut uh, in the bay and the surf. Wow, in Southern California. Boy, that that'd be fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And how far do you have to throw it? Uh, actually. You don't even have to throw 20 feet. It depends on the water. There, If anybody that ever goes to the beach and surfed or swam, you walk in that little gully and then you mm -hmm. come back up. We call that the Corbina Highway. Mm -hmm. And that's where the bar, the halibut and the Corbina, bar perch. Not so many croakers I've like, caught in the Corbina Highway, but... Mm -hmm. We catch a lot, and that's a medium strip. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I think we did uh, finally get in touch with the Gator Man, didn't we, Mark? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, we have Captain Phil, who's quite an interesting uh, character. He hunts gators, and I think you're in Florida, right, Phil? Sure, hurricane capital of the world. <laughs> Especially recently. Just well, like just like Washington DC where yeah. everything blows. Well, you know what? Um, hunting gators, I think there's probably a lot of confusion. First of all, they are not endangered. Uh, 
And no, haven't and, been for 40 years or so. And it's either you eat them or they eat you, right? Uh, well, it's better advice, you know, one way than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, give us a, you know, a little bit of uh, quick information about yourself and what you do. Well, I'm a retired wine consultant, uh, corporate world for a couple of decades, got fed up with it, got back to my redneck roots when they opened these gator seasons up because over the last 25 years or so, they've opened seasons in the five deep south states that have sustainable populations and where they're hunting on the populations are doing very, very well. Well, I'd like to know how you hunt a gator. Um, I mean, do you use a hook and line? Do you use a gun? Very, very uh, carefully. Uh, (laughs) Don't. Well, the hook and line, the problem is the TV shows are not showing the hunting. TV shows are showing trapping. And the trapping, the difference between the hunting and trapping is like the difference between sane netting a redfish versus going out and spotting one tailing and then, you know, throwing throwing some bait to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hunt them, the predominant method, and this is across the South and the states that have a public season, uh, you got to go out and get a restraining line on them. And a restraining line involves uh, either a harpoon or possibly a snatch hook, and it does not involve any bait. Mm-hmm. And prior to killing them, you have to properly restrain them. That varies just a little bit by states. But it boils down to you basically have to have control of it. So if it's, mm-hmm. you know, 11, 12 foot and it's five, six, seven hundred pounds that's pissed off, you got to have it tied up before you can kill it. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to wound it, that's for sure. Well, that's the thing. You, the, the laws are specific so that they are restrained before you kill them or attempt to kill them so that you have it. Yeah. Because if you only have one line on it, you know, people get excited, and if they're out there shooting the darn things, it's not uncommon for somebody to shoot their line off a darn gate, <laughs> which you don't want. Well, they've done other stupider things than just that, but, yeah. you know, it's just gator hunting. There's lots of gator hunting yeah. stories out there. Yeah. Now, the thing about gators is you've got, uh, of course, the meat is, you know, it's really good. It's almost like lobster. But uh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give well, it that the, much accolade. Well, I wouldn't say the taste for so much, but is the, the density. But uh, yeah, it's a delicate white meat, and actually, mm-hmm. on the market now, the hides, wild hides, have been going down, down, down. Yeah, been pushed out of their place by the farm-raised gators, which is very sad. Because again, those folks you see on those TV shows are. Yeah. About starving, but the meat's been doing very good, and that the shows have boosted the meat, and then the consumers have responded and said, "You know, I'd like to try a natural, all, all organic meat when they go out to eat." Yeah, and that's and wonders for the gator, you know, industry. Like I say, the price of the meat. Of course, the downside yeah. is we really need to do something with these hides that are sitting around. But yeah. you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah, make some boots. Well, we're trying to, but there's very little marketing that's done. And, and again, mm-hmm. the the established alligator industry, which is a very small industry and very high-end, only wants perfect hides. And when they're in the wild, of course, they fight each other. They beat each other to crap. They live in a tough life. The hides aren't perfect, uh, whereas when they raise them on the farms, they are perfect. So mm-hmm. the uh, the commercially raised gators seem to uh, out-edge the uh, the uh, fighting for a life uh, gators of the wild. Yeah. Very sad, but hopefully we can turn that around in the next few years. Yeah. And they're, uh, of course, they're, you know, usually it's like in swampland or, or uh, what do you call well, it? Well, an uh, alligator is, a, is, I don't want to call it a marine animal, but it's, but it's, a, wet, it's a wetlands animal. It's got, okay. to, it's got to have water to, uh, to live. Captain, Captain Phil, uh, we had a bit of a time getting in touch with you. We're going to have to take a break, but if you wouldn't mind hanging around for a couple of minutes, let's keep you over for a couple of minutes. 
Can you can you stay with us? Sure. All righty, buddy. Okay, you are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with us a very interesting character, Captain Phil. Who's a ga- <laughs> is, is that a gator call or what? That, that's what the little gators make. If you actually grunt at a gator when you're hunting them, sometimes you can call them in. Really? <laughs> I guess it sounds like I'm a poodle and I can't swim and it's uh, around with it. It really gets them sometimes excited. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, well we're, we're about midway through our season here in Florida, our public season. Georgia's winding down. This is the last week in Georgia. South Carolina's got another 10 days, and mm-hmm. Alabama's come and gone, and, and so is Mississippi. And, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's an activity that's getting to be a tradition across the South. And yeah. uh, people that do it just absolutely are eating up and love it. They can't wait to get out and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, um, and uh, Frank, uh, you've probably had some questions because I doubt if you've ever been gator hunting. No, I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> you want to go fly? You want to go fly fishing for a gator? Uh, actually, uh, in Belize, every once in a while they catch one on a fly. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not but big one, well, small. well, hook, hooking it and getting it on the boat are two different things. Yeah, I don't want it. It's safer than it sounds. You know, the dangerous part is the drive to and from. Yeah. And Uh, then also what your buddies are going to do out there. You've got good buddies that have been hunting. They're not going to do anything stupid. You take out the rookies and the greenhorns like I do. And, you know, peeing in their pants is probably the safer thing. It doesn't really hurt anything. But when they start doing stupid things like wrapping lines around their their, their wrists and legs and – oh excited around equipment and not paying attention and thinking that thing's going to jump out of the water and eat them can really cause a lot of problems. But yeah. so far, you know, over the years I've been guiding, I've been able to uh, to avoid serious problems. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to keep, you know, the surgeons keep keep their fingers away from the mouths. That, that's, you know, that, that's an undertaking sometimes. Yeah, it is. A couple of quick questions. You mentioned that you were in the wine business? Uh, formerly. Yeah, well, I, I do another radio show called Cork and Fork Radio, which we talk about food and wine. So wine is something that maybe you and I will talk about later. Yeah, but, I've been out of the business for 20 years, but I used to like, you know, I always said if I had a, sh- a cocaine habit, it probably would have been cheaper than my champagne habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you only like those uh, Teddy de Cuvées, you know, it gets kind of expensive. And, you know, yeah. but it's hard, hard, hard to talk wine around gator hunters. Well, California's oh, coming man. up. man, hey, you got some strawberry L. Yeah, no, California is... is a lot of people are are making some pretty good. Now, obviously, it's not from the Champagne region of France, but it's a uh, you know Methode Champenois. But uh, it is uh, making oh, some pretty good. Strasbourg, I'm partial to, and then those uh, the French houses, uh, Domaine Mum and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cuvée Napa and the uh, Domaine Chandon. Man, those mm-hmm. are some really good ones. Yeah, well, a lot of the uh, uh, the French companies are starting to make wine in California. Oh, they've been doing it for years. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I've been out of the business 20 years, and they were there well-established back then. Yeah. But uh, one, a few years ago, when we had a drought, the nuisance trappers were just slaughtering the gators here in Florida because there was a number of attacks, and the, the state let them just go out there and kill them. And they had stacked up a couple hundred thousand pounds of gator meat, which they couldn't sell because oh they wouldn't God. go to new establishments to sell it. And I told them, I said, I can sell it, but I want, you know, 50 cents a pound to do it. And they laughed at me, you can't do it. So I made a couple of calls. I called a few of the major wineries and said, how would you like to do the bite back program? What's the bite back? I said, where well, we feature your wine for happy hour and, and you get uh, your, your wine, a uh, glass of your wine and an uh, uh, appetizer of gator nuggets. And they said, that, I would love to do a program like that. I said, you've seen all the publicity the Gators are getting? Oh, yeah. I said, we can probably get you some of that when you, when you bite back at the Gator bite, yeah. you know, <laughs> taking them off the market. And uh, I saw three major wineries. Everyone wanted a piece of that, but I couldn't get the alligator industry on board because they didn't think wow. it could happen. So I just let it go away. And the, and the guys were just, the marketing guys were like, man, we really yeah. would have wanted to do that. Yeah. I said, so did I. But, again, you, you know, it's kind of hard to. What do they say? Make a fine purse from a sow's ear. Yeah. 
Well, you know, t- talking about food and wine and alligators, um, you know, you've pr- you probably get a fair amount of alligator meat. What do you do with it? Uh, for myself, the bulk of what I'm doing now is nuisance trapping, which isn't huge, but I just trade my meat to the processor. He gives me the hide back because the meat is, is, I mean, you can sell that the next day, the day you get it off the gator. Yeah. Eight to ten dollars a pound wholesale. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the shows have really got that going. The hide's a whole other story. But I, I don't really skin the gator. I mean, I don't have any use for the meat. It's, it's, it's a pain to ha- handle and work with, and this, that, and the other thing. So I don't really do yeah. a whole lot with the meat. Oh yeah, well, there, again, since well, these TV you know, shows have come on, it's, well, it's, the, the yield has gone the, through the roof. The yield is high, and there's no bones in it. Yeah, I mean, people like it to try it. You know, the only thing is it's seafood, so you got to cook it very delicately, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, it'll, it's like shrimp or scallops. It'll turn to rubber. But, yep. uh, I mean, it's, it's yeah. got, a, got a following out there. Make no mistake. The game, oh, yeah. We can sell every bit we can get our hands on. Yeah, I made some chili with it one time. But, uh, really? Yeah, but it's uh, but you, like you said, with scallops or shrimp or any, any most, most all of the seafood, you don't cook it. You just warm it up. Basically, yeah, and that's that's part of the problem. Everybody wants to cook stuff. I know so many people that just want to cook it. It's like, no, you throw it in the grease and pull it out. If it's hot, it cooks in a minute. Yeah, exactly. And they can't figure out why they're bouncing it off the walls. That's really chewy. That's good. Yeah. You freaking overcooked it. That's right. Yeah, it turns into rubber. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. If, uh, Frank, have you ever had alligator meat? No. Well, I was an alligator when I was a kid. You what? You heard me. An alligator, when I was a kid, our, they had eight acres, and the kids used to go over and ride the little ones. Ride the little ones? Yeah. Oh, and my one gosh. Day, one of them ate a goat. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was the end of kids getting in the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they... Uh, um, well, that's a, that's a good point, uh, Phil. What about... Um, you know, if you're around where alligators are, how dangerous are they, and, and what do you do to keep yourself from getting harmed? They're not dangerous. Uh, what's dangerous is a tourist going down the road making a left-hand turn from the right lane in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. They're killed every damn time or maimed. We got probably a million, million and a half gators in the state of Florida. We got 20 million residents, 108 million visitors that have all been watching too many Disney movies that think these animals are our friends and buddies, and you go up and hug them and kiss them and show them some love, and they'll reciprocate. Uh, and we have maybe a handful of attacks each year. We've had, I think, 45 documented deaths since 1950. Wow. So when you do the math, it's nothing. I mean, they're like, like I tell people, they're like a thunderstorm. Yeah. We have thunderstorms. Tampa's the lightning capital of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you got a storm, you got a cloud nearby. There's a cloud up there. You get hit by a bolt of lightning. That's not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have probably 15, 20 lightning hits, uh, you know, strikes a year of people in Florida. And nobody thinks anything about it. Yeah. Gator, because, oh, people hype it up and this, that, and the other thing. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're all scared of them. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, you just don't want to do things stupid around a gator. You don't want to swim in a big gator's habitat, especially at night, because a big gator is just like a dog. He's got his area staked out. Yeah. And when something goes in it, it's like going over the fence into a dog's backyard. Well, he's going to know it, and he's not going to like well, it. Well, this is something that's out of your field, but what is the difference um, between an alligator and a crocodile? Uh, 
Now, one will hunt you down and eat you, and the other one just looks at you and waits to go to a family reunion at Saks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> what happens to birds? Well, crocodiles get a lot bigger. Yeah. Crocodiles are generally tropical. Keep in mind, alligators are subtropical. Yeah. Well, so, uh, we so have you a know, native um, uh, gator or native crocodile. I'm trying to think of what it's called. But anyway, they're there in South Florida. They're a tropical species. They're across the Caribbean. The alligators go all the way up to North Carolina and possibly right. into Virginia. Right. Uh, so they'll take the cold a little bit better. But a crocodile grows a lot larger. They have a narrower snout. And many of the species, like I said, those uh, Australian and the Indonesians and the Niles, they're just nasty. <laughs> they will hunt you down and eat you, and they don't care. You know, <laughs> alligators are just like the big old guy, you know, jolly. You know, he could hurt you if you tick him off. Just don't tick him off. Yeah. <laughs> I like I said, we have so few alligator attacks for the amount of people. And think, again, in Florida, think of all the waterways we have. Oh, yeah. Every body of water. I'm trapping gators in urban areas. I'm trapping them in backyards and in canals and ditches and front porches and swimming pools. So they're everywhere. And how few attacks we have, they're not interested in doing anything. Actually, the most dangerous animal for attacks and killing people and maiming people in North America, you know what the, what the most uh, deadly animal is? Mm, gosh, let me, let me take a guess. I mean, they're deadly. If you want to, if you want to save soccer moms and their kids, you need to, we need to kill more of these things. Bambi. Deers? Bambi jump out in front of those mini. Oh all the yeah, time yeah. And mom's lap, you know. Right. And and moose too. Yeah, yeah. But we got a lot more deer than moose. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. kill. I mean, deer every year kill. You know, a couple hundred people a year. Not to mention the, the amount of property damage and injuries. Right, right. That's every year. So yeah. once again, gators compared comparatively is nothing. <laughs> Again, Good you know, point. we need to have maybe more urban deer hunting, <laughs> eradicate those deadly deer that just want to, you know, put soccer mom killer. Wow. I'm all for the protection of soccer moms and their kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the preservation of minivans. There's no reason why a minivan should have a deer going through it. <laughs> okay. Wow. But, uh, well, we're going to, we've only got about a minute or so left, but, uh, Captain Phil, are you still taking people gatoring hunting or are you retired or what do you do? I'm I'm still doing some hunting, but we're really getting into the 2018 season. Uh, if they're interested in gator hunting, they go to my website. I have a lot of information there. It's gatorguides.com. That's plural, Mm gatorguides.com. Probably have the most legitimate information on the web there because I've written a lot about the subject. Uh, when you go on my equipment page, just the writing of how you use the equipment gives you a general good feeling of, of what goes on in a gator hunt. Right. And again, I've hunted across the South. Most of the states that have seasons, I've, I've spent the money to okay. pack up the boat and go. drive a thousand miles to go hunt them in different areas. Wow. Okay. And we've, uh, you know, my little group of guides is leading as okay. far as when it goes to well, records, tournament records, so state records. We, we, we got to go. We, 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 we got to go. But what's that website real quick? GatorGuides.com. Okay. All right, Captain Phil, we appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. 
Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather. World renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. We have some great guests coming up in a few minutes, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the high Sierras today. Uh, everybody seems to be heading up for close to the closure for the big browns running up the uh, upper Owens. And uh, the flies that we use and the lures you use and all the good days of fishing. I want to be up there, and here I am sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a be- it's a beautiful time of the year to be up there. 
Yes, uh, before the before the ice melts uh, or up the ice comes over and covers the lakes. But yeah. uh, uh, Frank, we have a special guest. We have Dale, uh, who operates Dreammaker Charters, and his wife Gracie operates Griselda's Smokehouse in Cabo San Lucas. Oh. And uh, but Dale, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, I've got uh, uh, somebody that's staying in my condo that's going to be fishing with you this week, and I know you're going to take good care of him because that's why we set you up. But uh, Yeah, they came by just a little while ago. Oh, great, 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 great. Anyway, um, one of the things I want to talk about today is because the Dreammaker Charters, it's an unbelievable um, bargain, you know, for what you charge and what you get. And there's no place in the world that you can get that quality of fishing and those type of boats for the price that you can get in Cabo. And yours is probably the best of any of them. But uh, the other thing is, is that uh, I don't know who does the the processing. And I know Gracie, your wife, who's a doll, by the way. You can tell her that if you want. Um, she, the, she, you know, she, you know, kind of runs most of the day-to-day operations, and you take care of the Dreammaker charters. But what do you guys do? It's called uh, uh, Griselda Smokehouse. And what's really, really cool is that you can uh, charter, uh, you know, a boat from the Dreammaker. You come into the dock, and the captain radios in. And when you pull into the dock, a dock boy comes down with a, what do you call those little wheelbarrow things, uh, loads your fish in it, takes it up, and you just get off the boat and go have a beer or a margarita or whatever you want. And it's done. And then you can come back later, and for a very, very reasonable fee, you process it, fillet it, vacuum seal it, fast freeze it. And then you pick it up before you go to the airport, and it's, it makes it so easy. But uh, the other thing is, you, it is called Griselda Smokehouse. And so you guys, you know, I'd like to get some tips on smoking fish, if you don't mind, about, you know, your process okay. and how you do it. Okay. Uh, well, basically, we use uh, we use a brine that we you know we fillet the fish and cut out all the, the dark meat. It's important that you get the dark meat out um, because sometimes that has a strong flavor, especially like in fish like tunas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut them in, in small portions and uh, we brine it uh, for about 20 hours. Okay. So uh, and the brine consists mainly of of soy sauce, salt, um, brown sugar, garlic, and then Grace has some other spices that she mm, puts in there. But secret that's, stuff. That's the, huh? the, main, the main part of the recipe. Yeah. And so it gets soaked in, in that for about 20 hours, and then we use a real, real mesquite chunk. Mm. And, uh, and so we smoke it for about two and a half hours, which is just... Uh, smoke mm-hmm. uh, without without any heat. The mm. the uh, the wood chunks do generate a little bit of heat, but not much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we turn the heat up to about 190, and it, it stays that way for another six hours or so. Whoa! Well, yeah, it's. Uh, um, I mean, I I enjoy. I, I smoke a lot of fish. I've got a couple of different smokers and a vacuum sealer. But for some reason, I never follow a recipe. And it never comes out the same way twice. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, one of the big things is is um, you don't want it too salty, which is easy to do. Yeah, it's really easy to do, and mm-hmm. uh, some fish absorb more salt than others. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dorado and Sierra, they uh, they'll absorb more salt, so you can't leave it in the brine too long. Oh. Fish like uh, like tuna. Uh, you can you can leave it in brine for three or four days and mm-hmm. it, you won't notice. But okay. uh, the Sierra absorb more, or at least they taste like they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you and what. The Sierra is what. Go ahead. Yeah, the sear is my favorite fish. It's just smokes so Well, it's kind of a usually smoked fish. The oilier, the fish with more oil usually works better, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fish that doesn't have much oil are typically a little drier. Mm-hmm. Some people really like it um, drier, but personally, I don't. I like the oily fish. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you the, put it, you put it in vacuum vacuum bags. And if you don't freeze it, how long can you keep it in the refrigerator? Well, it's no problem to have it uh, just vacuum packed in the refrigerator for six months. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no problem. And if you freeze it, it's you know it's pretty much indefinite. I don't know how long. Indefinite. It doesn't have much yeah. water in it. Yeah. So it really doesn't change the structure of the fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we vacuum pack it in small portions, like quarter pound bags. We don't weigh it, but we just kind of guesstimate the, the bag size. Oh, and, uh, so it's like you know that port- way you don't get too much open yeah. at one time. So it'd be just an appetizer for two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like this here, it's good just for a lunch. I'll sit down and just have a bag of Sierra for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you take that on the boat with you? Yeah, we do. We do that quite often. Um, share it with the clients. Um, you know, get them to smoke it. If they they taste the samples, so then they'll go ahead and smoke up some fish. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this, so basically, you know, what you find down there mostly would be Dorado, tuna, sometimes wahoo, uh, certainly marlin. Now, we do not encourage people to kill marlin because, you know, I think the release rate is over 90 percent now. And that's why, yeah. you know, that's why there's so many marlin down there. But if for some reason, you know, it doesn't make it or you need to uh, uh, to bring it in. Um, I've had smoked marlin before and it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Some of the marlin smokes up really good uh, when they're fatty, and they're you can usually tell just by looking at the fish. If they're well fed, they they taste pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the personally, the blue marlin to me is is not good. Oh, really? But, uh, I, the locals. I would... I yeah, was, the locals I, love it. Yeah, I was going to say just the opposite. I thought the blue was uh, was 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 uh, a better table fare. Yeah, no, the meat on the blue looks really it looks really good, but it's it's very dry. Oh, okay. And so, uh, and the a, black marlin, which we don't have very many of. Yeah. They they're real they're really good. Oh, really? If if they're if they're well fed, if yeah. they're not. They're a little dry. Well, I've, but, I've uh, never... They're fatty. They're, they're good. Yeah. And, uh, primarily, if you catch a marlin, it's probably going to be a stripe. But, uh, you yeah, know, sometimes you can get a blue. I've never caught a black. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not too many blacks. No. Well, those are the big ones. Yeah. Well, Typically, they're pretty, they're pretty good size. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite smoke? My favorite smoke is the Sierra. Oh. 
Well, you know, and those, of course, you can find, you know, pretty much up and down the coast. We even even have, well, Sierra is, uh, you know, I know the up into the Sea of Cortez and Loreto or Mulehe, I guess, is uh, was up there one time and they were, boats were coming in, you know, they're coming in by the boatloads and they were bringing in Sierras. And then, uh, you know, obviously you do have them in the Pacific, but, uh, you know, they're an inshore fish and they're certainly a lot of fun to catch. The only the only thing is you got uh, you know hooking it and uh, getting it into the boat are two different things because they have very sharp teeth and if, unless they're hooked right you know just go through the line kind of like a wahoo. But the uh, and the process um, give us some tips on and if somebody's want to do this themselves as far as uh, processing the fish and freezing it, and vacuum sealing it? Uh, I think you don't want to cut it, the chunks too big. Um, if, you, if you have really big pieces, the brine doesn't absorb to the center, mm-hmm. and the smoke doesn't absorb into the, mm-hmm. the middle of the, the meat as well. So smaller pieces are, are better. And uh, also if you have... Large chunks. The outside gets way overdone, and the inside's still kind of moist. Yeah. So um, the smaller, smaller pieces. About uh, eight, eight ounces or less. Yeah. I would say way, way less than that. Maybe, mm. maybe two ounces. Really? Yeah. Okay. And you, uh, uh, sometimes, I, I, sometimes if like a, a marlin or something, we'll stake it, and then maybe have a, a, a five or six ounce piece. But then we do it fairly thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I prefer the smaller pieces. It just the brine absorbs more evenly into it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Dale, uh, let me repeat because I want to make sure I got this. When you smoke it, uh, you brine it for what six, eight hours, depending on the fish. No, so we brine it for around twenty. Whoa. Okay. And then when you put it in the smoker, you start off with a low temperature with primarily only smoke. And then you crank it up to yeah, about 190 basically, degrees. Uh, basically, just basically just the the wood that's smoking, but that generates yeah. a little bit of heat. You know, yeah. it brings it up to about 100 degrees. Oh, okay, all right. Just to get put put the smoke on it, get the flavor in it, and then you bring it up to about yeah. 190, which is not very warm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to go. Uh, Dream Charter. What's the what's the website, Dale? It's. Uh, www.dreammakercharters.com dreammakercharters.com and I highly recommend it if you uh, go down there and it makes it so easy just come pull in and they'll take care of it for you Dale thank you very much and thanks for taking care of my buddy East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Delmar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Delmar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, owner of his and hers fly shops. And gosh, that was that was interesting. I mean, anybody that uh, likes to fish and likes to eat, yeah, that's. Uh, I tell you, they do such a tremendous job down there, and. You know, the prices on the boats, because I got a friend of mine going down there, and, you know, you can, get, you can get a ponga for under 200, a super ponga for under 200 for three people. You can get a 28-foot cruiser for about 350 And uh, friends of mine, they, they want to take five people out, and they want to comfort, so they want a twin-screw 33-footer, which is 550 But you can't get those kind of prices anywhere else in the world. I, I don't know of any. No, you mean... Um, you know, it, if you go on a, a charter trip with six people on a on a six pack boat out of Alaska, for one person it costs that much. And more areas in you know, Central and South America, because they don't have the infrastructure, um, they're much more expensive. You know, and of course Hawaii, they may be three times that, and you don't even get to keep the fish. But uh, it, it is such a deal. And if anybody does want to go down, they should give me a call. I do have a condo down there that I give some very reasonable rates on. 
and then uh, you know you go fishing on the Dream Maker, and they take care of everything. It's just so easy. Now, um, before we get into, so how far is your condo from the boat? Uh, I don't know, about two, three hundred feet. Now that shows you how lazy I am. That was perfect <laughs> for me. There you go. <laughs> I want to save my energy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right downtown next to the marina. Yeah. And uh, you can walk anywhere in town. And then you can walk around all night. <laughs> well, area, yeah, you can. But I, what I say is you can walk, you know, downtown to the, to the main area and go to the bars and stuff, and you can get there in 10 minutes, and then you can crawl home in about 30 minutes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, but you have a very, very special uh, offer that you're going to make, and let's try and, let's try and do that now. And if people are if people are listening to this, and they don't uh, jump on it, and what can I say? It's just either either you're really lazy or you're really stupid, because you know the, what we're talking about. Even if you're not an avid fly angler, you need some flies. So tell us again uh, what you got going. I have sixteen flies, uh, dry flies, and one wet fly. I'm giving to. The first 10 people that email john at fishtalkradio.com. They're mostly for panfish, but the streamer, you can catch trout, you can catch bass. I've actually even caught northern pike on. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's what's, a lot and what, of fun, what's, what's, and what's you the, can use a bobber. Okay, what, what, what is the price on this? Uh... They're free <laughs> now, to the first how, ten. Now, how can somebody not do that? Even even if all you do is get them and give them, to I the don't know. Split them up. It's yeah. really easy yeah. and nice. And I, the kids, I would expect one kid on the air would be already emailing you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, just send because us a, that was the funnest thing to do when I was a kid was to. Yeah. Uh, fish the local little ponds around the farms. Yeah, and just send it to... Or go down to the Call River, now yeah, called the is, Kansas This River. is John, and you can reach me at uh, John at Fish Talk Radio. Three words, fishtalkradio.com. Yeah, and that's, it's so easy. We were supposed to talk about the Sierras, the, the trip you just got back from, but we, well, ran, we ran out of time again. The Sierras has been doing really good. Uh, actually, I've got two okay. buddies up there right now fishing. Okay. Well, we're gonna yesterday hit, they caught 37 fish wow. between two of them on wow. the upper ones, and the wow. biggest one was oh, that's 30 fun. inches. Okay, well, we're running out of time again, so we'll have to uh, talk about it next week. Uh, but, Frank, I really appreciate you helping us out today. You are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio.